0: using a buy-in to de-risk your pension plan, and learning how to take control, save time, and reduce risk. All this and more on today's episode of The Wave Strength.
1: Welcome to The Wave Strength, innovative pension solutions for a secure retirement. Presented by Pacific Life.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of The Wave Strength. The topic we're going to be discussing is stabilizing your pension during mergers and acquisitions. And with us today is Russ Proctor with Pacific Life. Russ, thank you so much for for joining us today. I'm very excited to, to talk to you about this. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. So give me a little background and give our listeners some some background I- into your experience in the financial industry, Russ.
2: Sure. Yeah. So I've been with Pacific Life now for about nine years. And, and prior to that, I spent over 25 years in the pension consulting world. So I'm an actuary by background, mm-hmm. worked a lot with pension plans, helping companies solve the various issues that come up around those, those pension plans and, and very excited to be
0: with Pacific Life and some of the innovative solutions we've developed here. Before we dive deeper into stabilizing your pension during mergers and acquisitions, I think it's important that we talk about the buy-in. And if you could take a moment, Russ, and can you explain to our listeners exactly what a buy-in is? Sure. Yeah. Buy-in is really an innovative tool
2: that we found that helps in a lot of these de-risking situations. Really something that started in the UK first and is used pretty extensively over there. It okay. really started being used in the US just in 2012. And and it's a, it's a tool to really move that volatility and risk off the plan sponsors uh, table in a very quick order. So for example, what they do is they can lock in this cost uh, very quickly, mm-hmm. execute it without going through all the steps of filings and participant notifications that they would need to do with a traditional buyout where they're transferring all the liability uh, right up front. So this is a way they quickly move it over. The insurance company steps in They make the premium payment to the insurance company, the insurance company is then making bulk payments back to the trust. So the pension plan trust is still making those payments to the participant every month. So there's no change in what the participant sees. And that's how they can do it quickly without having to notify participants, because it's really an investment at this point in terms of the pension plan. So a quick way to lock in that that cost and that
0: risk. Okay, interesting. So you can definitely see the benefit there of the buy-in as opposed to maybe the buyout. Um but but you know, when would someone know that they need the buy-in? I mean, what point would they say, oh man, I, I need a, I need a buy-in? You know, where does that come in? Right, yeah. The buy-in applies in just about every situation where a,
2: a plan sponsor is thinking, hey, I, I would like to start de-risking this pension plan that okay. I don't like the volatility, it's moving around too much, it's causing havoc on my balance sheet. I'm going to start some de-risking process to move this liability off my balance sheet. And the challenge is if they're terminating the plan or something like that, that could take 12 to 18 months, where the buy-in you can you can implement very quickly and very effectively to to lock down that cost. Mm-hmm. So really any time you're thinking of de-risking, buy-in is something you should consider as a way to lock in that cost and just take that risk off your shoulders while you're trying to get everything settled.
0: Yeah. And who, who doesn't want less risk, right? I mean, right. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's intriguing. So getting into maybe some more specifics, you know, can you describe how this uh, was applied to any uh, specific situations with uh, some recent clients? Sure. Yeah. So the, the one
2: to talk about today is a merger and acquisition situation. So okay. this was a, a unique situation. I think the first time that somebody really thought about using the buy-in. But this was a company that had an underfunded defined benefit plan and the company was being acquired by a larger company. Okay. And the trouble they ran into was that the larger company looking at their balance sheet and everything saw this underfunded defined benefit plan and was concerned about that volatility of that funded status where it might have been underfunded by $20 million at the moment, but then the larger companies think, well, what if interest rates change? What if the market changes and I end up buying a company that has a defined benefit plan that's underfunded by $40 million? So that's a big risk for an acquiring company. And that deal really was not going to move forward because they didn't like that risk. The whole the whole acquisition was going to be off the table unless they could resolve that risk. Oh, wow. So they yeah. So they contacted us and uh, working with a consultant of how how are they going to resolve this issue? So we brought up the buy in solution and met directly with the with the executives and explained how that buy in would work as a way to to quickly Lock in that cost. So if it's $20 million underfunded now, we can lock that in. They can fund that amount immediately, lock it down, and then later when the acquisition is completed, they know there's not going to be a surprise there, that the cost was already Mm -hmm. locked down and paid for. Uh, before the
0: acquisition was completed. And because of that buy-in, the, the speed at which they were able to lock that in, especially with the pending merger, I'm sure that was, that was a, a big component of, of that decision, a, a large deciding factor in that decision. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Merger and acquisitions, I know they can move pretty fast and furious at some yeah. all on a very confidential basis. So they don't want to have to be sending out notices to participants and have mm-hmm. people start to question, well, what's going on behind the scenes here? This was an investment decision for the pension plan to quickly lock it down, uh, get, get get the price and transfer the premium very quickly. So it was all locked down in, in very
0: short order. What were the benefits to to the company? Can you maybe just uh, you know list out what what some of those benefits were?
2: Sure. Yeah. You know, as we mentioned, one of the key things is just locking down that first or future cost of the termination because they okay. knew as part of this acquisition, their their plan was already frozen. It was going to be terminated by the acquiring company but they were able to lock in that cost so that the acquiring company knew it, it's exactly 20 million they had to pay to fund the plan, lock down that cost, and then they could move forward with all the other steps of the acquisition. And again, it's confidential. They didn't have to notify the participants at that time. They weren't rushing around trying to communicate what's going on. Yeah, They locked down that cost. really gives them the time to file all the paperwork you need with the plan termination, to, to put, put together the proper communication that you want for the for the participants, not only for the plan termination, but as part of the whole acquisition and what's going on, there's lots of communication you want to take care of, mm-hmm. and you're not rushed of worrying on what interest rates or markets are doing that during that time. You you get to take control of that, really set the timeline that works for you to transition that plan off your balance sheet.
0: Yeah, you can definitely see the benefit of locking that in so that it, it, there isn't that risk, uh, there there isn't that ambiguity or concern. Um, and also focus more time on the merger, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's, you look at the big picture. The pension plan is not the reason that these companies were merging together or being acquired, that they exactly. saw a bigger business reason for that. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of effort in, in transitioning one company to another company and merging them together, making sure you're building all the efficiencies that you, you did for the whole purpose of the acquisition. So you don't want your focus to be the pension plan, the buy-in, lets you move that off the table for as long as you need to, you lock down the cost, really focus on what you're trying to do for that merger in the first place, and then terminate the pension plan when it's right, without worry about additional cost at a later point in time. So really lets you take control
0: of that whole situation. So to be able to have that buy-in, to quickly manage that risk, to lock in costs, that's huge. That's huge
2: yeah and a lot of times in these mergers and acquisitions the the pension plan is sort of the afterthought where yeah. they're looking at all the other issues of it, and it's maybe even a surprise at the end of they didn't they forgot about that. they didn't realize how big it was. They didn't realize it until at closing time when all of a sudden they realized how much that funded status had changed. Mm-hmm. So anytime you're in a situation with with an acquisition or a merger and you see that there's a defined benefit plan with one of the companies, that's a, an immediate red flag that you should, you should think about that. Think about the buy-in solution as a way that, hey, you don't have time to think about that. The buy-in can quickly lock that down, move, move that issue off the table mm-hmm. and then f- focus
0: all your energy on, on a, a merging those companies together. And now with this specific client, was there that immediate realization? Of, oh, now we have that time, that, that opportunity to focus on the merger.
2: It really did help them save a lot of time because there's a lot of work in merging these companies together. And so being able to, to move that pension plan issue off the table. And again, the acquisition here wouldn't have continued without it. So it was mm-hmm. a key step in the whole process, but it was also something that really gave them the, the time to merge the companies together, worry about the plan termination later. So in this case, you know, the acquisition went forward, uh, you know, six to nine months later, they ended up terminating the plan, tra- transferring or converting that buy in to a buy out and then transferring that uh, liability completely over to Pacific Life, where we then took over payments directly to the participants, and it was completely off their balance sheet. The the, the new acquiring company had uh, nothing to do with the pension plan going forward after that, which was their ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. So it was a great stepping stone. Think of the buy-in as
0: as a great way to get you to a buyout with a lot less risk yeah. in the interim. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and you, you can you can see how important it is to. You know, because these, these companies, there's so much going on during that merger in, in the planning and behind the scenes. And you can see how a retirement plan could become overlooked. And it, it's, it is so important that that is something that is is part of the conversation early on so that not only it, it frees up the time to focus on the merger, but you can, like we talked about, reduce that risk, lock things in to make sure that the employees are taken care of.
2: Yeah. You know, one of the way that this helps in a merger and acquisition situation sometimes is... Where there's a negotiating going on of how much is that underfunded status of the plant? Because that may affect the price of the, of the, of the acquisition. So they may say, Hey, your, your plant's underfunded by 20 million. So we're going to adjust the price for that. The other company might say, No, it's only underfunded by 10 million. So there can be that debate of what's the true number. Well, one way you get a true number is you get this buy-in quote from Pacific Life, for example. Uh-huh. And we give a guaranteed number. Like this is the number. You give us that amount of money. We take over that plan. So it's a way to get an independent kind of impartial party to give you a fixed cost for what that pension plan really is, and then build that into your your
0: uh, price of what you're paying for that company. Uh, this, this is great, Russ. Yeah, thanks for going on a deep dive in, into the buy-in and, and referencing that particular client you worked with. You know, just as a, a side here, listening to you talk about just the potential stresses and behind-the-scenes emotions that uh, CFOs, CEOs are going through during this time, uh, during the, these mergers and acquisitions. Can you share any uh, insight it, It's the, the, the frame of mind or where, where that CFO or CEO was during the process and maybe uh, any relief they may have felt? Sure.
2: Yeah. Certainly these mergers and acquisitions are very stressful for the executives. It's a huge decision. The company's being acquired by another company. The fact that it was all going to fall apart because of this defined benefit plan was, was creating an incredible amount of stress for the, for the CEO and the CFO of trying to get this deal done. Yeah. So th- this buy-in solution really kind of was a, a, it was a great solution for them. It, it, it enabled them to really take control of the whole situation. So they weren't just wondering what's going to happen with this DB plan. They took, it under control. They solved the problem. They locked down that cost really saved them time too. Because they had a lot of things on their mind to try to do with the acquisition. They didn't have time to, to notify the employees and do all the things they would do on a plan termination. So they were able to do the buy-in, save that time, focus on the acquisition and then ultimately reduce the risk. So there was no risk during that time they were waiting between when they started the uh, process for the acquisition and when it was completed. They had locked down that cost. So they really,
0: you know, they took control, they, they saved time and they reduced the risk for the whole process. Being able to take control, save the time, reduce the risk, that's, that's huge. And it, it sounds like it worked out for all parties involved, you know, not just the executives, but, you know, the, the participants as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, Russ, I just want to thank you so much for for being on today's episode uh, of the Wave Strength, Uh and I want to encourage our listeners that if they have any other questions or follow ups, you know, feel free to go to prt.pacificlife.com. That's prt.pacificlife.com, uh, where you can learn more about the buy-in and also connect with Russ uh, if you have any questions. So, so thanks, Russ, so much for your time.
2: Thank you, Jamie. It's my pleasure being here today. So love love talking about the buy-in solution and really just all the solutions that we have. I like working with plan sponsors when they come up with issues related to their, their pension plans, how we can solve them. We try to do it in an innovative way. And really that's the kind of the excitement that we like to do is, is seeing us help the plan sponsor solve an issue.
0: Thanks Russ. Great to hear.
1: This has been another episode of The Wave Strength presented by Pacific Life. Don't forget to catch us on YouTube and make sure to subscribe Although this podcast is presented by Pacific Life, the opinions and views expressed are those of the hosts and participants and do not necessarily reflect Pacific Life's views on any of the topics discussed. Pacific Life is a product provider. It is not a fiduciary and therefore does not give advice or make recommendations regarding insurance or investment products. Pacific Life, its affiliates, its distributors, and respective representatives do not provide any employer-sponsored qualified plan administrative services or impartial advice about investments and do not act in a fiduciary capacity for any plan. Pacific Life refers to Pacific Life Insurance Company, Newport Beach, California, and its affiliates, including Pacific Life & Annuity Company. Insurance products are issued by Pacific Life Insurance Company in all states except New York and in all states by Pacific Life & Annuity Company. Product availability and features may vary by state. Each insurance company is solely responsible for the financial obligations accruing under the products it issues. This podcast was recorded on October 3rd, 2020.